0: On this episode of Comedy Rewind, does Big Daddy's charm make it Adam Sandler's most critic friendly and least alienating movie? Which country is Rob Schneider's character meant to be from? And will Steve Buscemi finally win his own Sparkfuck award? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind.
1: Rewind. Rewind. Push rewind. First, I thought this was a
0: comedy show what's going on guys welcome back to comedy rewind we are powered by audio technica as we re-watch the great comedies of the 1990s i'm your host john opeck and surprise we've wasted the good introduction on somebody else <laughs> but here is mario rivera and pixel brave aka christian puente how you boys doing hey
1: hey how's it going
0: it's great to have good. you on the show good to be here good to be here
1: Yeah, it's the first time to talk to you face-to-face.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, I guess, why don't we start off by maybe you guys telling us a bit about what you do. We're talking about film. We're talking about Big Daddy today. But you guys both have a bit of experience behind a camera. So uh, maybe Pixel Rave, why don't you fill us in on, on kind of your background?
2: If anyone's not familiar with me, my name is Christian. And I've made somewhat of a name for myself as an event videographer in uh certain gaming circles in particular kind of funny and i've started to do a lot of work with what's good games and done even freelancing uh editing for naomi kyle so i just i like being a support position in the games uh kind of enthusiast circle and so if if you've heard about me that's probably why because i like going to events and sharing those memories via video Hmm. and the nerdy stuff Oh, yeah. Also, like that's that's probably <laughs> why I forgot about it, because it's still very new, but recently, yeah. myself, along with other familiar faces in the community, such as Trevor Starkey, Ben Bellevue, uh, Frank Visani, Logan, Shout a whole Logan. crew of us, uh, Chloe Naylor, of course, too, and Jazz Foster from Austin, Texas, were a, a big group of nerds who all decided to come together, like the Avengers, and create a new <laughs> entertainment and geek culture website slash podcast network where we talk about uh, you know, films, Disney... Uh, video games anime just anything fun that people were enthusiastic about where we're a site uh, Where you can listen to just nerdy people nerd out and uh, it's been a lot of fun yeah. if any uh, me in particular, I'm helping out with uh, a bit of the video, but mostly uh, Hosting an anime podcast called that anime Pod. You can find that on Twitter at that anime pod, pod, pod Very pod, good. Pod. Very good. And Mario how about yourself
1: Hey, how's it going? Uh, I am Mario Rivera, aka that Mario Rivera, the only Mario Rivera you need to know. Um, <laughs> here on the YouTubes, um, been a kind of funny fan for forever uh, since they've you know started before with IGN, and then as a creator myself, uh, basically tried to jumpstart my career on YouTube just to get myself back out there post college. And then lately, uh, I've actually been working with DualShockers.com, working on their YouTube channel to try and basically create content, uh, you know, not more than just uh, gameplay videos, is what they've been doing lately, but thinking about new ideas and new content. Mm. Um, I do have an idea that I'm working on now that I will not say yet, but it's very similar and very new. So I'm very excited to when that eventually comes out. Teaser. Yes.
0: Cool beans. And I believe that you nominated Big Daddy as the film that you wanted to talk about, and oh, that's yeah. how this has ended up happening today. Is this a movie that's meant a lot to you over the years? What what are your early experiences and memories of this
1: one? Uh, I would say that it's definitely one of the first touchstones that I remember actually watching with my father. Um, cool. My father actually uh, uh, like uh, certain Latino fa- uh, fathers uh, who are into. Uh, Creating the uh, the pay per view box, the black box, he would cram on the poles and like basically bootleg <laughs> the pay per view system. Uh, and then right. I remember that being one of the first things <laughs> that we would watch would just be Big Daddy, uh, where they used to do. Basically, it was like a you know it was like like HBO the channel, but it would just show the pay per view movies. Like oh my god, you could just watch all the new movies out. So I remember that specific movie. Um, but then of course going back to Adam Sandler for. The longest time with billy madison happy gilmore mm. um, a little bit later with um almost yeah little nicky and then of course the wedding singer but big daddy mm. specifically only because it was a, a movie that i remember watching with my
0: father that's cool that's a nice little story yeah what about you uh, christian anything anything as exciting as
2: uh bootlegging <laughs> well uh power poles? climbing yeah climbing
1: poles getting wires
2: Well, I I grew no. I grew up. I grew up in the '90s. I was born in '87, but you don't really remember those first three years much. So most of my childhood was in the '90s, and my brother and I definitely spent so many Saturday mornings just watching a lot of Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler comedies. Um, It's very appropriate that this movie is about you know finding family outside of just blood because uh, a lot of those movies came to in our lives through um, our stepmother. Uh, My my parents um, separated when we were very young. And when my father remarried, um, uh, she had a whole bunch of these movies that I don't think he would have shown us. My dad kind of kept us to like just (laughs) cartoons and, you know, you got the occasional Ninja Turtles. Oh man, my dad showed me (laughs) Predator at a young age, Robocop. Nothing that extreme, nothing that extreme. (laughs) But, uh, you know, but... She brought, she had so many movies in her own uh, discography or or in her own movie library, and a lot of them were those kind of a bit more, I don't know if raunchy is the right word, but you know, a bit more adult comedies like the Jim Carrey movies and and Adam Sandler.
1: You know how long it took me to understand the ending of Ace Ventura? It's (laughs) way too long.
2: Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we did that a few episodes back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we brought that down in great detail. But,
0: but
2: yeah, so th- so those two comedian comedic actors like hold a special place in my heart as like yeah. movies mm-hmm. that my brother and I connected over. Uh, so uh, I, uh, I definitely saw this movie a lot. <laughs> yeah, but
1: you, you, you brought up. this up during your uh, Billy Madison episode. But New Year's Magazine Day is still like something I say today. <laughs> it's just the greatest thing. Just to walk around. It doesn't yeah. hold up, but you know what? It's still great to say.
0: Yeah, I'm quite similar to you, Pixel Brave, in that I was born in '87. So, Mm. Adam Sandler, probably, I think I've mentioned in other episodes, like he wasn't a household name in Australia because we didn't have Saturday Night Live accessible. It wasn't really until Happy Gilmore that anybody really knew who he was. And this movie was like when he had well and truly arrived. Because I remember seeing this one at the theater, like it would have been the first Sandler movie that I watched at the movies uh, in '99. And yeah I, yeah i guess i would have been 12 so yeah i mean it was a it was a huge hit 34 million dollar budget it made 234 million i
1: know i, I read that and i was like that's insane Especially yeah. at that time. Yeah, and
0: was... I, I saw that on the wiki
2: and i was like
1: <laughs> oh my gosh like... yeah like
0: domestically it was his most successful film right up until the second hotel transylvania movie which <laughs> is quite quite interesting that that's the one that knocked it off but i think yeah. movies make more money now generally mm-hmm. uh and it's yeah like it it, it's one that i think it was people had to start paying attention to adam sandler when this came out like you couldn't ignore him anymore right because you know billy madison happened and it was kind of like quirky and a bit weird but it was very adam sandler and then happy Gilmore happens and it's kind of a bit more streamlined version of that it's basically playing the same character angry Mm -hmm. guy you know man child and here it's the man child again, but an even more palatable version where you he are, he, ma-
1: he maintained his id and his ego and he somehow channeled them both to make it somewhat palatable. Like you said.
0: Yeah. Like it, he has a sweetness and like a likability in this movie that he probably doesn't quite have in those others. Like, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, you you laugh at him and you want him to succeed, but this is the first time that you actually see that there's a a human, like, this is the first character that could actually be a person that exists in real life. Mm -hmm. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. You couldn't (laughs) say that about Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's how I look at this movie. I did rewatch it and think it's, I'm surprised that it has been held up as well as it has yes. like in such high regard as a Sandler movie, because it's kind of vanilla. Like it doesn't really do a whole lot. It's quite predictable generally, but it's just, I think it's an easy watch. And that might be one of the reasons, like you said, Christian, that it was something you watched over and over again Or Mario. You were able to watch it with your dad and it's a cross generational thing.
2: Yeah. Well, I think we'll get that. We'll get to this a little bit later in the segment, but I think part of what helps with the rewatchability is it's also very quotable. Like, it, it's super mm. quotable. And well, it, for me, anyways, like my brother and I just always would, would quote little bits and pieces from it. Uh, the kangaroo case, song. I'll save I'll say, I'll say for later. I'll save for later. <laughs>
1: so. want to watch the kangaroo song.
0: You, you mentioned something before, Christian, about relating to Sandless' character. That might be something that's <laughs> worth just touching on at the top here. What's your experience now as a, a grown up compared to, like, pun, not intended? Yeah. <laughs> Compared to (laughs) when you watched it as a kid.
2: Took a second, but it (laughs) registered. Well, the kind of... uh, Sonny as a character always seemed like like yeah, why, like why don't you go ahead and grow up? Like this, this old man like really needs to get <laughs> with it. And he's always just I I never I never put it like a an, an age to the to the name or anything like that. But in kind of preparation, like full disclosure, I, I mean I've seen this movie plenty of times and I uh, rewatched a, a whole bunch of clips and the summary because I couldn't track down the actual movie. Uh, to rewatch, it's not available uh,
1: i overdrafted my account to rent this so i don't have any excuses <laughs> i was
2: i was podcasting earlier too so i couldn't, I couldn't squeeze that in but uh it's fine it's fine but yeah. but under the time that i had right now uh just because i have a lot of personal obligations too i couldn't rewatch from beginning to end and so in the summary i was like oh wow the character is 32 that is my age and then the whole the film started taking on Dude. a whole new level of, of yeah relatability. watching the
1: movie i'm like sorry that was my yeah. age <laughs> yeah like i'm like wait
2: like if you if you told me to guess like what 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 age is character now i guess like maybe late 30s or mid middle like after 35 like i yeah. would guess mm-hmm. something like that but it's like to but to have like one for one like oh wait i'm that age now and i totally don't feel like
1: yeah i don't feel like i have accomplished much yeah like where especially where he has
2: I've done a lot. I'm I'm very happy with what I the opportunities I've had, the collaborations I've done. But at the same time, I'm like, oh whoa, like I've reached that age where I where younger me would have been like, hey, what what are you doing, man? Like, no, (laughs) for sure. Like in the
1: movie, like he has all the resources to him. He has the ability Mm -hmm. because he went to like in this movie, Mm -hmm. he's gone to college. He's gone. Mm -hmm. He's he's all he has to do is do the bar, I believe, and he's a lawyer. Yeah. but he doesn't <laughs> he's is- a tall to- he's a toll man <laughs> you know he has mm-hmm. all these skills that he knows and he tests that on early in the movie and it's just like dude what are you doing and i feel that mm-hmm. way too i feel like i could be making so much i have the knowledge to do so but i'm like ah oh, okay yeah so i i, it, I, I yeah, get something that is
0: bit. quite funny so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's interesting like you watch this movie and it's like Adam Sandler as a lawyer? I don't know. Like this guy doesn't seem like a lawyer. I can't see that. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, also I guess true. we do, we do know people. Like we all know people who are like overeducated and doing nothing with what they've studied yes. because they just don't. They don't find it in themselves. Like maybe they don't have the drive or they don't have the uh, like the the mental ability to put themselves through that experience of trying that extra bit harder and getting rejected but then mm-hmm. also some people just change their mind after they study and they're like "Oh, i've got a law degree but i'd rather you know work in a bar it's just a personal preference so, yeah. yeah i
1: was wondering his personal reason as a character to be like to go through all that to get to the same i mean almost basic level of his father and then just decide to not do that like is it was it a comfort level like they don't really explore that mm-hmm. Like that aspect of like. I think why? we're just supposed
0: to see that he's a. I think we're just supposed to see that he's a burnout, and he'd, have, <laughs> he'd rather like watch cartoons and eat cereal at Fair noon enough. than make that effort. And I think that's yeah. why his dad, like you know, he talked. His dad talks about it in that courtroom scene of all the ways that he's screwed up and he he's wasted. I guess his natural intellect and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and they and they they showcase it in one of the scenes too, which is hilarious. Where he's talking to his friends and he clearly knows the answer to their problem, but doesn't apply for himself.
2: I, I was going to say, I do take solace in that, is that in, in noticing that difference between myself and the character, is that he seems very happy to be where he's at, whereas, like, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm very actively trying to change my situation. So sure. uh, that's, that's a... a I'm glad I could notice that difference. Is that I'm I'm actively trying to dig out um, of yeah. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be just fine. Yeah.
1: I wonder if his version of like staring at skate skaters going down the hill and falling is my version of watching TikTok.
2: Uh <laughs> yeah. Real life TikTok. Just going
1: through. <laughs> just sitting there just wasting yeah. time.
0: It's a pre-social media world. That's, That's
1: right. Really. It's a pre-9/11 world, by the way. There's a lot of shots of True. World Trade Center in this movie.
0: I've got some comments here from some critics at the time. So mm-hmm. our homie Roger Eberts gave it uh, one and a half out of four stars, what? described the, the main character as seriously disturbed and the story as predictable, which I thought was a, a interesting <laughs> way to look at it because you could say that about most Sandler characters but then nathan rabin who's a great writer uh, of the av club said that yeah. it was sandler's best movie to that point i think it was actually probably after wedding singer and uh, yes. waterboy as well mm. I, i've forgotten about those um
1: singer was like 96 97 yeah. and then waterboy was like 98 yeah, yeah. so he,
0: he said that sandler possesses an innocence that makes the mean spiritedness inherent in much of his work surprisingly palatable and i guess that's kind of what i was talking about before where it's like Sure, he still goes from zero to a hundred in a in, in a second. <laughs> yeah, but right. there's something. Yeah, there's something there that's serious and like you wouldn't put it past someone to tear up in this movie at certain points because of the content, I guess, the the yeah. subject matter.
1: I-, I was getting teared up just looking at the clips. Oh man, the, the scene where <laughs> he has to like let go, of Julian. I was like, Oh, oh yeah, oh, oh my man.
2: gosh, yeah, this is.
1: Oh, uh, Or Frankenstein,
0: I should say. It's a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, too, which surprised me. I thought it would be a little higher. But I guess it is, after all, an Adam Sandler movie. And he's never really been that popular with the critics. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So to set the scene here, the number one song when the movie released. Does anyone have an inkling of of who this?
1: Is it the Sheryl Crow song? I didn't no.
0: do
2: this, but I always told myself that when I was going to be on this show, I always told myself, because I, I love the show, by the way, um, I, I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to cheat. I knew that so, I wouldn't just Wikipedia what the thing was, what, what the song of the year was. So this came
1: out in 99, right?
2: 99. Yeah, 99. I think it was June. Yeah. It was, so It was June. Uh, right. well, it was 99, but my, my strategy was I was going to look up the number one song of the year before and the year after and uh, try to use that to kind of extrapolate what I think, but I just didn't find the time for
1: that. See, so. when, I, when I think of this <laughs> okay. year, I think of the 99, uh, 1999 VMAs, and I try to remember that yeah. specific VMAs, and I'm pretty sure like Kid Rock was a thing, so I thought so, maybe like Ball with the Ball was like the so song, I don't know. Twelve. It was,
0: it was
2: someone, it's someone that's still relevant, I'll give you that so sixth doing? grade i'm gonna say actually i'm gonna let mario go first <laughs> i'm trying to think of six uh grade. Ninety
1: ninety nine, 99 uh still relevant today so there's so many choices i'm gonna say very
0: uh, i'd say very relevant this month even
1: oh is it eminem oh, okay i had a guess
2: i had a guess and man now i wish i'd gone first because now that you because now that you gave the hint i'm like no i should have just gone
1: with my gut was, okay, was it was it jlo
2: it's jennifer lopez no way ready for tonight is it ready for tonight no no it's no, that not was that, was that one. that's
1: what i thought was that was about huh? for 2000 oh yeah. dang my bad my bad uh, yeah yeah well yeah. That... i mean this is before 2000
0: the song is if you had my love
2: oh which
1: is a
0: banger
2: dang yeah i remember that i remember the music video i can go. see it now in my Wait, no, of it great ever.
0: clip yeah. yeah that was the first time i'd heard of her anyway and then the movie released a few months later in australia so over here the number one Song on the ARIA charts was "Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou oh Bega.
1: <laughs> Damn, that was that was yeah. what?
2: That's
0: super nineties.
1: Oh my
2: god, that that is a very. I mean, That's I'm sure like that a... it was. I mean, since you're saying it was number one in Australia, obviously it was number one a lot of places and played in a lot of places. But I specifically remember hearing that song a lot at Quintaneras. If y'all, if y'all of look, course. if y'all look yeah, very closely at your MP3, you'll see I'm Hispanic American, and yeah, it was, it was on
1: TRL quite a bit. I remember so that. So
0: many continue this <laughs> yeah what a year what a year so we'll look at the cast of this movie and say what have you done for me lately and i'm going to start with the dylan sprouse so the kid in this movie uh what's his name someone Wait, julian, that kid, julian. That, that's dylan Sprouse. Julian frankenstein
1: dude it's Julian. Yeah, yeah it's Julian. it's dylan and cole
0: yeah so him and his twin brother they did a bit of a olsen twins full house thing the and Haircuts
2: they, so different i didn't recognize them at all
0: they <laughs> <laughs> both kids play the character but I don't know what Cole's doing. Dylan has been doing some voice acting. He was in Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, that's why the name is so familiar. Right now. Yeah, he's yeah, I don't these, know yeah. anything about Kingdom Hearts, but <laughs> he, he's also Yuzora. in some Total War games. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah. you go. Still working.
1: Of course, Cole doing his thing on Riverdale, kicking ass as Jughead.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's impressive that they're still still about. They were quite talented, I think, for child actors. Like the movie hinges on a kid actor sometimes, and this is one of those instances where you don't feel like they're overacting like a lot of child actors do
1: yeah as as someone who is a is a Riverdale fan I was able to tell which it was Dylan which it was Cole (laughs) just by the way that they smile yeah yeah just with the way that Cole smiles there's a certain way where I'm like okay this is clearly Cole then there's some shots of Dylan where like I'm not as familiar with him because I wasn't a Zack and Cody kid uh Mm. I was like okay no that's clearly Cole that's clearly (laughs) the other kid
0: that's funny. I didn't even think of it. Uh, John Stewart, you know, obviously he's had a huge career since this movie and did The Daily Show, but since leaving The Daily Show a few years ago, he hasn't done a lot as far as acting mm. or performance or anything. It's kind of just, just been doing political I stuff. Think, 9-11 advocacy, yeah, yeah. like for yeah. first responders. But uh, it's, it's notable, I think, as probably his most successful movie that he's had a significant role in. What I We'll talk about him a bit later. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The, the only Un- other movie I can remember is uh, Half Baked for like a second.
2: I was gonna say the Faculty, <laughs> uh, just cause I'm a Roger Robert Rodriguez fan. Yeah, right. Yeah, the Faculty. Um, has anyone seen Uncut Gems? Yeah, not yet.
1: Faculty. No, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'm waiting. F- I'm waiting for it to uh, be on VOD.
0: Right. Yeah. So over here, it's on Netflix for some reason oh whoa congrats I'm also, <laughs> looking to, I'm
1: also looking to buy a vpn so yeah there you go
0: it. It, it's it says in the um opening credits that it's like i can't remember if it was produced or like distributed by it says network uh netflix film productions or whatever the the tag is so yeah. remembering that sandler had that contract with netflix oh. i wasn't sure if it was part of that or huh. if it was something it different. might be but
2: the fact that it's not on netflix for you guys is kind of confusing but Anyway, yeah, I, it's really good. There's probably some kind of... Probably for the Oscar push, I think you need to have a theatrical release or that's a, a sure. gray area yeah. for them. So that might be why they're pushing okay. the theatrical release first. Mm. I-, I wanted to talk about this because we've done a few Adam Sandler
0: episodes on this podcast. And this yes. is the first time I've been able to say something about him that's not like, oh, he's you know done another... Netflix movie mm. and another grown-ups movie or whatever it is like he's <laughs> yeah. so good in this film that it's almost unrecognizable simply for the fact that he's actually trying and mm. he's becoming a different person rather than yeah. just yeah. the same thing that he's been very comfortable doing and making a lot of money doing it so you know full credit to him for getting getting that bread but yeah this movie I definitely recommend to people who have an interest in Sandler especially seeing his range and Kevin Garnett is awesome in this too. Like as a basketball <laughs> fan, I just had to check it out, and he's quite like central to the story. That's really? hilarious. not nah, just gambling. yeah. I,
1: I, I'm really excited. I do want to see that movie. And I, I, you know, for the last, few, I mean, as much as we rag on the Netflix movies and then some of the other stuff like in the early 2000s, there are times when he is very, very great as a very serious, great actor. Like especially when he was in Punch mm. Drunk Love, which to me mm. is like the version of all of his characters of this angry person. But like distilled into an art house piece, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Uh, Steve Buscemi's obviously in this film as the homeless dude. Mm -hmm. He's got a TV show at the moment, Miracle Workers, and then Rob Schneider has got this show, Real Rob. Not sure if it's still going. I only just recently started watching this. Yeah, yeah. I watched a few episodes and I didn't mind it. Like it was fine. I just kind of had it on while I was playing The Witcher. But then I I read that he's, like, a full anti-vaxxer and, like, Uh, that kind of thing now. So I'm like, uh, I'm not going to finish that season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the only time I know that show existed was because he was on Game Grumps. And he didn't sound anti-vaxy then, so... But, no, I did not watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) What nationality is he in this movie?
0: That is a good question. And I... Like for some reason I went into this thinking that he was like playing some kind of like Latino or something But his accent is very like Middle Eastern. Yeah. European or something.
1: Yeah I was just like, so, I, I don't know. I think it's it.
2: deliberately ambiguous. <laughs> I, I got <laughs> kind so... of like a Greek vibe myself personally.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah Yeah, I was just confused like I was watching it with somebody and we we're both looking at just like what accent is this? Yeah. I can't place it. and I try to like, think of like the food place that he works at and it just looks like a burger joint So I'm not sure <laughs> Don't try the BLT.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting role and not really one that serves much purpose no. in the film. <laughs> just kind of rounds out Sonny as a guy, the type of guy that befriends the delivery man. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, you know, he's not doing any cooking. <laughs>
1: yeah. I spe- I especially love the line where he's just like, Oh, your best, you just let, like the delivery man is like your best friend or something. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> That's it. Actually, I did read something and it was uh, that, because the previous film to this, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it made so much money that they increased the budget for this You're film, right. which meant that they could give uh, Rob Schneider and Steve Buscemi larger roles. Mm. So I'm, I'm guessing, <laughs> like they, you know, the homeless guy probably wasn't in the courtroom scene, for example. Mm. That might have been added on once they got that extra yeah. money. Which, was like, yeah. Which
1: like, hey, hey, do you want to go downhill in a? In a... <laughs> A trash cart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do I? Yeah, it would have been a very different movie without those guys as a a bigger presence. I think. No, what they add a lot. So, what is the most nineties moment of Big Daddy?
1: Ah man, Uh, I was I was gonna say. um, Oh, I wrote uh, the McDonald's breakfast. Yeah, because that is not a thing anymore. Is all day over here, baby. Mm, mm.
0: I had that too. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's a it's a very nineties thing of like sitting around and being like what time is it oh it's like you know it's 10 30 yeah it, does mcdonald's
2: do breakfast till 11 or 10 <laughs> like
0: it was this thing that no one ever seemed to know i don't know if it kept That's changing right.
2: over time it, it feels right. like I, I vividly remember like being a kid and seeing that scene and having that kind of mandela effect conversation with my brother like wait yeah. wait isn't it at 10 i thought
1: it was the, and or, the like- fact that they they <laughs> yeah. had that in the movie too when steve when he comes back from the mcdonald's and he's just like what what about my McMuffins? Like, man, this it stops it at, at eleven. It's like I thought it was ten thirty. I no, it was ten thirty. Yeah. I thought it was eleven. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, very re- relatable, especially in that that time where I guess it was hard. You, you can't just Google like opening hours or like whatever you you,
1: you do yeah. now. Yeah, there's no major PCs and like even when I went to um, when we watched the scene where we talked to. Um, uh not the foster family whatever the social service guy and you see the yep. room and there's no computer whatsoever mm, <laughs> so <it's, not> really <laughs> yeah like there's not a computer the only computer you see is um i think uh when he goes to um chasing amy actress lauren uh, adams when he goes to her JLA, she has a computer, yeah. which makes sense she's a lawyer okay. but yeah i mean yeah right yeah so i was just like yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> you can't look up these yeah. times no google <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other really 90s thing to me was the fact of the rollerblades being such a prominent part, of, <laughs>
2: like there's multiple scenes where mean, rollerblades, those, those wonderful uh, sco- think, soul
1: skaters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've
2: seen rollerblades in person in in years, honestly. Nah, dog. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone tweet out recently.
0: What happened to rollerblades? Like it's efficient, it's quick it's cool like why aren't they cool anymore yeah it's just like i don't know just they just not people stop yeah. doing it.
1: like there's that scene where he's uh where they're like going in the cones and i'm like nobody does that
0: it was the height of the fad i'd say yeah i guess scooters kind of killed it so, you know putting on <laughs> rollerblades is probably the biggest thing against them is the strapping them on uh-huh. having to carry like another pair of shoes yeah you know. but occasionally you will see someone
2: with Rollerblades. I, I've seen people with Rollerblades and it's always yeah. like, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. The only time I'll see them, if anything, or the only place I could probably reliably imagine knowing where I'd assume is uh, the Sonic restaurants out here. Uh, if anyone's what? not right. familiar with Sonic's, like, it's a drive through no. restaurant that kind of embraces the kind of 50s burger shop kind of vibe of, you mm. know, the the, the the waiter in the Rollerblades rolling up to your car. It's not a requirement, oh. but, but it's part of the vibe. And so... Uh, so waiters are encouraged to wear rollerblades, but not required. But like, it's part of
1: the show. In my head, I thought that people were going to the drive-through in rollerblades. Oh no, no, no! no. Like <laughs> you, you, you pull up the car, and you talk into the box, and
2: then someone will roll yeah. out. You know, kind of like the old '50s kind of, you know, I burger see. and, and milkshake. Is shop. it roller skates or roller
0: blades? Because authentic would be the, the roller skates.
2: I think probably skates then. But I, I'm, I'm like, I'm so. Yeah uh willing to
0: give
1: <laughs> inline skaters like serving burgers man that'd be rad they're sponsored and
0: you're just like give me my food i don't care if you're on a bike or rollerblades or roller skates <laughs>
1: just give it to me fast
0: the other really 90s thing like i always look at the technology of these movies and what's happening and they have those that big... He's like, can I borrow your phone for a second? Right, yeah. it. It's like this... That's pulls right. Pulls up the antenna and it's like this big <laughs> chunky mobile phone <laughs> mm-hmm. or cell phone. And then in the courtroom scene, everybody is like on their cell phone talking to their dads mm-hmm. or whatever. Yes, and yes. That, that actually physically like laughed out loud. The first time I saw that mobile phone, I was like, damn, that takes me back to like the first cell phones.
1: Yes, 100%.
2: Picking backing off of that, just the fact that they are older phones means that they are totally engaged in the courtroom proceedings and they're only pulling out the phones because it's like, oh wait, we've had this really powerful moment whereas today there would be <laughs> smartphones. We, we've we literally had screenshots yes. of senators in court like playing poker and stuff like that because they're bored and like maybe back then you'd have a crossword puzzle <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Playing snake.
0: Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, it wasn't the first phone because you had, previous to that, the chunky, massive brick, like yeah. literal brick-sized ones yeah. that had the...
1: Yeah, the phone in the movie is clearly the iPhone of that phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but this is the first kind of popularized cellular phone that I can remember. Like, the kind of thing that you would expect to see with all the business people, not just an outlier of that guy must work on Wall Street if he's got a phone. No, right? 100%. Okay, so... The only kind of pop culture thing, apart from all the music that's talked about, that I thought was super nineties. Did you notice they're playing twisted metal on a PlayStation
2: One? Absolutely, oh, I did remember that. Exactly. I saw that. I saw that scene, but I didn't recognize the game.
1: And I love that it's it's that kid playing a game <laughs> yeah. that's inappropriate for his age. That to me was the most like, yep, that's nineties. I, I used to do that all the time playing Resident Evil Two. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was huge on Twisted Metal Two, so I had to Google a screenshot of yeah. the first game to make sure it wasn't the second one. But yeah, definitely the first Twisted Metal, which probably came out in '97 or
1: '98. Yeah, I think it had to. It's on the classic. I know that because I own the classic. Mm.
2: Yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, kind of going off of that too, just the fact that he's playing like a single player a single player game in general, instead of being on party chat or something with, like, (laughs) the squad, you know.
1: He's got a squad on the couch, man. They're talking about Benjamin Franklin doing the Declaration of Independence. That's what we do at Party Chat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually my pet hate of TV and stuff is when there's two people playing a game, but it's clearly, like, a a single-player game on the screen. (laughs) Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Like, they'll be playing, like, Call of Duty or, like, I think I saw on Shameless the other day they were playing, like forza or need for speed or something and it's like dude there's no split screen i know that you're yeah. faking this <laughs>
1: dude i hate i hate the because i was watching uh barry last night because i'm rewatching watching with a friend and uh there's a scene where they're playing xbox they're playing like a racing game but they're like slamming all the buttons uh. and i'm like that show is amazing <laughs> it's like almost well crafted but that scene drives me crazy
0: yeah they need a video game consultant to sit there and give advice
2: about how to play games on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take advantage of this opportunity to, to throw out. I wish I could remember the name of the movie, but there was uh, a Valentine's day comedy with Kevin Hart as a supporting character. And uh, there's a scene where they are playing. I cannot believe I never ever would have imagined seeing this game played on the big screen, but they are playing playstation all-stars battle royale in a feature (laughs) film that would never happen in a romantic comedy and i was
1: no No matter who you are
2: yeah that's not realistic (laughs) it was a sony production so that made sense. of course
1: i know we're going in a tangent but the first jumanji movie where he has like the last guardian poster everywhere and everything like (laughs) come on (laughs) no one has that many last guardian posters anyways continue (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: that's that's a tangent worth doing. I mean, I, I still freak out when I see a Vita in a movie oh or my a TV God. show. That's right.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> Most iconic scene. What do we got?
1: It's got to be the pissing on the wall, right?
0: Dude, that's it's, exactly what I had. It's written. the poster,
1: you know. It's it's the yeah. scene where it's like where he walks up to the guy and he's just like, "Hey, can we use the bathroom?" And he's like, "No, customers only." All right. <laughs> in the
2: back of my head, that was kind of like my honorable mention of like a 90s moment. Like I don't mm-hmm. think you could get away with that at all. Uh, not in New York here. City, yeah. No. Yeah. In daylight, yeah. Broad in, in broad pre, daylight like pre-
1: pre-9/11? That. Yeah. No. Pre-9/11 you can't just piss on the wall even with yeah. the child right next to you. <laughs> uh, and the yeah. and the old lady's looking? No. Can't, yeah. do it. can't <laughs> take do a it. picture. <laughs> can't take a picture. <laughs> yeah uh what's your name (laughs) what's your name he'll write it on the wall (laughs) yeah
0: it's definitely the image that conjures up when i think of this movie is i guess you know because it's on the cover as well but it's just also an iconic moment like i i can't think of another film (laughs) i guess billy madison that happens where he pees his pants but uh, I can't That's think right. of another film where there's a kid and, and a, a grown man like just urinating in public like that. It's hmm. it's quite funny.
1: No, and it's funny because it's also a character moment because it's actually like it's a it's a weird thing that goes it, it, it travels throughout the whole movie like it travels with hmm. he first pees in the bed because, you know, he's he's a small kid he can't go in public so he teaches him how to pee in public and then he learns to pee by himself and that's like a character like oh man he knows how to do it now yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> need to go, man? Yeah, he's
0: doing it on like the, on the tree and the pot plant at school that's right and then i guess as, as like to further what your, your point is there's like that i guess it's the third act where he's like teaching him to be a respectable human that's, being and use a right. toilet for that's example right. so yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, or, or especially when he uses it in court, and the kid just like, yeah, hey, pissing on on the wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the other. Uh, nominee for this question was the scuba steve scene where he oh, kind of shows yes. up in the suit like that's uh, like that's a
1: turbo man scene man
0: yeah that's a dad moment that's like yeah respect yeah <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> yeah no 100 i was one of those kids when i watched that movie i wanted a scuba steve because because of yeah. that scene specifically <laughs> the same way that i like when i watch shingle all the way i really really wanted turbo a turbo man Man, Turbo Man was number one, man.
2: <laughs> that's an interesting
1: choice. Yeah, I saw a way. real one and I was so excited when I was a kid. It's apparently
0: based on a, a toy that
2: Adam Sandler had as a kid. Okay, well, you know, write what you know. So that makes Actually, sense
1: th- funny yeah. you bring that up. I think it was called like Diver Dan or something.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. in
1: a commercial in the movie uh, Problem Child that mm-hmm. directed this movie. The guy who directed Problem Child oh. directed this movie.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's Whoa. weird. <laughs> so,
1: so, <laughs> so many layers, man.
0: Yeah. Did anyone else have any other iconic scenes to shout out?
2: I think the courtroom scenes is just, like, super, like, iconic for me personally. It's the first time that I realized, oh, wait, I really like courtroom drama. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think that's why it sticks out to me, the, the, you know, just the drama of making the case. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think before this movie I really paid it notice yeah. or remember any other kind of, like, other than maybe Mrs. Doubtfire, like, the end of that movie. But, like, yeah. that's kind yeah. of, like... I, th- I think this movie kind of solidified like oh wait yeah I really do like the the, the drama the, the, the of the, the back and forth of like you know making the case and all that I don't know I found a, mm. I I've learned a new appreciation for that I like that I mean there's
0: a there's a reason that it's such a, a great device in film and, and TV because mm. you know you get a, the tension the argument someone trying to attack someone and trying to trick them and then this at the end there's a verdict and someone says there's a winner and a loser and i guess it, it yeah it just works
1: yeah yeah uh i was gonna say anytime that adam sandler screams but then again you could say that about any adam <laughs> sandler movie i just felt like yeah. the one you know when he's telling about the kangaroo song and then he just screams all right like to me, all that, right. Is, that is stuck in my brain forever so they there is that, oh, one, uh, I mean, I guess not so much an iconic scene, but the scene that I also remember, that I love, and I still think about, is actually the Halloween scene. Uh, oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> he sneaks in the back, oh and, like, basically robs, is <laughs> yeah. that man who is the director of the movie, which is pretty funny. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Uh, and then, of course, steals CDs. Steals CDs, that's another 90s thing. And steals <laughs> yeah, the yeah. watch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, I had that under what holds up the worst, just if we're going to flash forward for a second, because <laughs> you, you can't break into a dude's house and just <laughs> yeah. rob him, because he doesn't want to come to the door. Like, we don't have... Like, Halloween's not an institution in my country. It's sure. becoming more popular as we become more Americanized, mm-hmm. but, like, I've never been prepared to have candy for kids, so sure. if someone came to my door, I would pretend like I don't hear them, because... It's not a thing. Like, I don't feel an obligation to do it. I mean, now that I have a kid, maybe it's going to be something that I see the fun in it and maybe I want my kid to go and have that experience. But I was, like, relating to this dude. Like, he's trying to work or whatever. He's sitting in his mm. office and, like, dude breaks
1: into his house and mugs <laughs> him. <laughs> no, one, no, 100%. And I love that it's played with that the garbage song. Um, there's a lot of good montage yeah. things that happen in this movie. Like, actually, yeah, I, yeah. I, do want, I do want to spotlight, like... I guess it's also like the most '90s, or at least the most iconic to me, is the soundtrack of the movie because so mm. there's so many songs in that where I'm like I re- like I remember I remember the time I remember the place that I was when I heard those songs. And that's why I specifically brought like the Cheryl Crow song. As much as I know that as you know Guns and Roses song, that song is very much a banger mm. by itself. When he does, she does the cover. So I, don't know, I just want to mention that specifically.
0: No, you're right. I remember watching the the music video clip for yes uh, for for garbage when I grow up and yes. it might've been one of the things that enticed me to go see the movie. Yeah. But yeah, that the soundtrack, apart from all the sticks music on there. Yeah. That know, doesn't that hold being, for me, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but apart, apart from that being there, the soundtrack is very 90s. There's like a Harvey danger song. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not 100%. Cool. All right. So we'll go to what holds up the best.
1: I, I still think the relationship actually between uh adam sandler and the kid um to me mm. still holds up the best especially the growth and i felt like he does care about him even in the scene where he like totally like wants to abandon him the moment that he comes <laughs> back with the shoes tied he's like there's that sense of like yeah man, don't worry about it. you you'll find a family you can, you can still stay with me and then him yeah. carrying on and having that weight so when you get to the point in the movie where he has to let julian go like it's a sad moment i actually turned to my friend who was watching with me and she had a tear on her eye And i was like eh? okay (laughs) so this still works got it and it's an adam sandler movie (laughs) it's an adam sandler movie you're crying
2: i really do buy like their relationship like yeah yeah like they just have really good chemistry and then you feel like when julian grows up he will be a better version of like like they they share they have a lot of similar dna but um Mm. i think uh i think that's why they but heads because they're both stubborn in the same way, but they're both kids in their own right, and <laughs> yeah. both bring out the best and worst in each other, and and it, it it's just a really great relationship yeah. to watch. And
1: I and I and I believe that he that Adam Sandler grows up in the course of the movie because he wants mm. to pass on lessons to the kid. Like later in half in the movie, when he finds mm. out he, he doesn't want the kid to be the stinky kid <laughs> in mm. class, and so he tries to put an actual effort of teaching him how to uh, shower, which was hilarious because he should teach him in a shower with like a blender.
0: <laughs> Making him wear the, the trunks in the bathtub. And That's everything. right,
1: because the relationship between adults and children is still a little weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. Like, I wrote down the heart and the humor and the way that it kind of tries to to do both because, mm. you know, it's, it's easy enough to do a film like what he's done in the past, whether it's Billy Madison or whatever, but the heart is... You know, it, it's a bit—it's not earned as much as in this film, where you do see a care and a a, a love for this kid, despite him being essentially a, a very selfish or self-centered, yes, grown man for for the most part. And you, th- and also just like watching it now as an adult and thinking about it a bit more, like this kid's gonna be traumatized. Like his mum has just yes. dumped him at this stranger's house. He's mm-hmm. never met his dad. His the, mom dies.
1: The kid doesn't know either. The kid doesn't even know yeah. her mom. His mom oh, is yeah,
2: dying. That's right. Yeah.
1: They're gonna have to have that conversation at some point in the future. Is like, mm-hmm. yo. So yeah. like, where's mom? Like, I... <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's ma- ma-
0: maybe that that part's kind of glossed over a bit. Like his separation anxiety is nowhere to be seen. But especially uh, at I the end when he, it... when he
1: calls the, was a Leslie Mann mom. I'm like,
0: yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the um scene as far as like talking about the humor that holds up when he's at the kid's playground and he's talking to them about drugs <laughs> and he's like, he's trying to like catch them out and, yeah. and be like, Oh yeah, I smoke. Like talking about like, yeah, I smoke yeah, weed wanna, like, wanna do smoke pills J? and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's right. Stay, stay clean.
1: <laughs> and then he cuts up with like, the kid later. He's like, staying clean. <laughs> like-
0: yeah. Exactly, and like there was several moments like that where, despite the age of the film and despite having seen it a lot, I was still caught laughing out loud. Yes, I think the humor still works. Um, Mm -hmm. The casting is fantastic. The cast is like, if you look at the cast of this movie, even the supporting actors of Leslie Mann, Joey Lauren Adams, Steve Buscemi, like they've all done so many great things and sandler's got a lot of, of talent to, to pull from
1: <laughs> god steve shimmy has like the strangest career to me because he's in these like mm. he's like in these like independent like f- uh not independent like crime story movies like with like reservoir dogs mm. and you know with fargo, fargo. and yeah. then he's yeah. just like in a bunch of adam sandler movies he becomes a serious <laughs> director i think later in the yeah. 2000s then in like that gang show, I can't even remember the name of the gang show that was on um, HBO. Brooke,
0: boy, boy, Back to boy, doing comedy. Yeah, boardwalk, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's like he's got the strangest career to me, but I love him for it.
0: <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, we'll talk about Steve Buscemi a bit later with the right. uh, the spark plug award. <laughs> but <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I think the casting of him as that character is great because it gives you, I mean. you Seeing a a character like Sonny interact with a homeless guy and treating him with respect is really interesting. Yes. And like even, I guess, socially and politically. But casting Jon Stewart in this film holds up the best, I think, because he was (laughs) pretty much like a small-time comedian. Maybe he was successful in stand-up, but he hadn't done any movies that you would write home about. We mentioned Half-Baked. I liked Death to Smoochie with Robin Williams. (laughs) It's a really dark comedy, and I think it may have come out after this. Yeah. But the, the fact that he's in this movie, if you're a John Stewart fan, I think... This would be like the best example. Like, I want to see what his acting yeah. is like, apart from yeah. his skits and yeah, stuff. Pixel, like, this Pixel brought
1: the... up the fact that yeah, he was in a uh, he was in uh, the faculty, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I remember him in the faculty. <laughs> That's it. That's that far as that goes. I remember. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, <laughs> but I
2: definitely this. I do think his role in this movie does stand up as like a it, it holds up as like a good like cap uh, time capsule for like hmm. what younger younger John Stewart was like. Yeah, yeah. like pre. He, pre-being
0: John Stewart yeah. Really. yes <laughs> yeah so we're talking about what holds up the worst and one of the things uh, like there's a lot I've actually got a lot here and it's oh, gonna boy. be interesting to talk about but basically the identity theft of the Jon Stewart character oh, yeah like it's big no one. big deal it's just like oh yeah that's me I'm his dad I'm just gonna commit this crime basically yes. and s- steal this child that does not have any connection to me at all like I know that he, like he's a lawyer. He knows that it's wrong. Yes. But he probably also knows what he needs to do to get away with it. Or where the, the line is. I don't know. But it's something what, that's like, eh, I don't
1: know about that. And what is his plan? His plan is to kid, basically kidnap a kid so he can impress his girlfriend to stay? Because yeah. yeah. that would make him a better man?
0: Yeah. That, he's that, ready to accept responsibility.
1: Yeah, just like, what... I love, by the way, we didn't talk about the old ball scene. That's also yeah. really funny. Old balls? <laughs> Dylan, Dylan or Cole saying, old balls? <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, his whole plan also just to me, like, for the most part falls apart when it comes to that. Like, when it comes to him stepping up for his friend and him covering, especially um, because Leslie Mann's also in the apartment when the kid's there and he's, like, yes. on the phone. Yeah, and he's yeah. covering for him. Like, that to me yeah. holds up because, yeah, I mean... John Stewart's doing this important thing. He doesn't want his, you know, he doesn't want to screw that up, which gives you some good clout to to Sonny. Mm. But the fact that he uses the kid as a tool to get with his back with his girlf, girlfriend was mm-hmm. I don't know that yeah. that was that was pretty rough.
2: I kind of give the weak points of that plot a bit of a pass because when I think about it, I, I'm kind of assuming again, like, I'm just assuming here. I think it, that was kind of the lazier parts because I, I can imagine this being like. We want to make a movie. The lot, the long line is like, funny man Adam Sandler. Now he's a dad. So like, how do we get there? Let's just let's kind of just get there. And so I think that's why it's kind of kind of just like put together. Like, um, he's trying to impress a girl. I can imagine it kind of going like that. (laughs) I guess when
1: they were developing this movie, the movie was literally just called "Man Gets Kid." So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's all they thought of, and they're just like, (laughs) what wacky shenanigans can we get into? And I'm like, I think they had an idea there when it was like, yeah, his best friend has a kid. He, he doesn't know about it. He's doing an important thing. That's why he's going international. Mm-hmm. He's got a girlfriend who's there and he has to cover for him. So he, I mean, he didn't have to call a social service. He literally didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that, but still, yeah, I, I agree with you, Christian. It literally was just an excuse to get to where we got to. And, I, mm-hmm. and overall, I enjoy the movie still for it. Um, there is the one other thing that I'm wondering if uh, you wrote it down, and to it. me, it was the best friend characters as the things that don't hold up at all. As and,
0: in the gay couple.
1: Yeah. Well, it begins progressive, right? It begins with yeah. like Adam Sandler sitting they there. They kiss. They they kiss, but no. Adam Sandler has like a, a thing with the other guy who's like, I don't know. It's a little. He has that growly voice. Like I don't it's know. A it's weird, a little yeah. weird that they're you know <laughs> they used to sleep in other beds now they sleep together. Whatever they used to say. But he has that, like, progressive, like, uh, what is it? He says something where he's like, they're gay, so what? Get over it. Yeah. And that's all you needed. But then the movie like continues to have, like, the same guy eye roll every time they say something. Mm, And it just gets progressively, like, worse and worse as the movie goes on. To me, that was... It is weird, yeah. It's just like, all right, do we need any of this? Like, that's the parts where, to me, you know... I think I'm, I can bypass the the weak plot of why this happens, but to me, that is the most egregious thing that just does not hold up. Like to me, mm, is mm. that scene. Like you, you had a good start of it being like late nineties yeah. and being progressive and accepting mm. of all those people, and then yeah. you just spent the rest of the movie like ha-haing it the whole way. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think it's very much just a product of its time where that was still, like I, I literally like my. Blasting memory of seeing this movie for whatever reason maybe it's because it stands out as something that wouldn't have happened watching it at home but it was that kiss when those two yes. uh, men men kiss and i remember people are like in the cinema reacting like yeah. whether it was like <gasps> like shock or like gross or whatever it was it was such a thing that you wouldn't have seen in a film like this ever yes 100 percent I can't remember it happening before.
1: It's funny. I remember the kiss, but I don't... Because as a kid, you know, I have still... I had no concept of homosexuality. I just... I was a nine-year-old kid just like, oh, two guys kissed. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, whatever. I'm just going to move on. Uh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but like, yeah. But I bet if I watched it with, like, my dad, he probably would have said I'm stupider. You know, if I was <laughs> in the theater, I would probably would hear those things, but...
0: But yeah, I guess I, by bringing that up, my point is that that might be why they felt like it was something they needed to come back to. Like it was an easy thing to, to mine for a couple of laughs. But watching it now, certainly 21 years later, it feels strange that they focus on it so much. It's, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like something you would get away with or even feel the need to mm-hmm. happen. But yeah, and under the guise of Sandler being able to say, "I oh, get over it. It's just, they, you know whatever that, that kind of gives them a little bit of room to dig in a little bit I think but yeah th- they'll probably definitely keep it out of the film if they remade it
1: yeah I, yeah for sure
0: 100% and that's that's how these things go the other kind of social thing that's changed a lot is just the way that he talks to corinne which is leslie mann's character the (laughs) constant jokes about the fact that she used to work at hooters he's talking about her boobs oh (laughs) yeah yeah, and it's like borderline sexual harassment to me like i can't imagine anyone thinking that that's appropriate to talk to your friend's girlfriend that way and if they did i'd be like you've got you got a crush on her or something because there's no way anyone's gonna like talk so openly about someone else's body it's Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know if it's shaming it's he's trying to shame her
0: for yeah, working I mean at I scudas. think that's probably
2: the biggest problem is that yeah, he's shaming it. And we still see that and whenever we see it nowadays, like yeah, we look we, we like we call it out like hey like work is work. People do what they gotta do and and, and yeah. at the end like at the end of the day, like I get you're trying to call it out, but it's just a waitress job, it's just a restaurant job, like why yeah. do you have to you know. he's talking about it like she's a stripper, like he's yeah. literally
1: like a... she's a sex worker. And I'm like, Come yeah. on, man, seriously? <laughs> And, and she was i mean i get like the movie itself also kept perpetrating this thing where like everything that she was wearing was to emphasize her boobs i don't know if you noticed that like yeah, there's a that. scene where uh they're smashing cans in the uh grocery store and then she's just wearing this white shirt just so that way they could have the joke about him going to the to the ice section mm. uh, oh. yeah <laughs> i'm just like all right come on
0: <laughs> and it, like not leslie may not even the type of person you would associate with those jokes like if it was like Salma Hayek or someone who's super super known for being well endowed amongst their talent and personality as well Mm -hmm. obviously but not someone that if you think of leslie mann you wouldn't instantly think like yeah that's the first person yeah. cast to be like a hooters waitress or something
1: yeah yeah when i think of leslie mann you know i obviously think of you know cable guy i think of uh um all of the job habitat movies yeah. and it's just like this i'm like where is this coming from <laughs> <laughs> i did love the casting actually of her and um joey lauren adams because to me i yeah. felt very much like yeah, hey, you guys could be sisters yeah true yeah. i love that ones like highly respectable <laughs> yeah she's a great actress too yeah
0: she's like or oh, both of them they're fantastic cool well I don't know Christian in, in your thoughts about this movie anything holding up worse other than what we've mentioned
2: Who no y'all, you y'all are pretty sharp y'all are pretty sharp on, on anything <laughs> that that I would have noticed Again, just to remind the audience that it's been a while since I've seen the whole movie through most of my recollection right now is my memory and the, the we, clips. We, that I've we
1: get it. You failed thing. at your job. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> right. It's fine.
2: You, you you got nothing to apologize for. Yeah, uh,
1: you're, you're good, man.
0: Who would be the most offended? I mean, I think we've just kind of covered that with the gay community and, and women in general.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When uh, I, I was watching with my uh, you know lady friend and she was like, eh, okay, enough. <laughs> like just, a, yeah. just a little too much. <laughs> Um, yeah. he, oh actually you know what also doesn't hold up but in the same way could offend women uh, mm. uh, trying to pick up girls with uh, kids uh, oh with the, the kids right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that also is like yeah. I don't know man and the, the fact it's that he totally... finds out his sister
0: <laughs> yeah it's a very like Billy Madison yeah. style scene that mm. one isn't it yeah, it's, it's, it's a juvenile it's a bit juvenile yeah yeah. yeah. I, I worked for him
1: though <laughs> I did. apparently she went on three dates and then they were like stay with me forever yeah <laughs>
0: I was I was actually walking at the shopping center, like the mall, with my kid this morning, and I did get a couple of smiles from some some women, and you know they're smiling because it's a cute baby. They're not smiling yeah. at me, but yeah. uh, you, you know I can see the the temptation to use that as a plot device. <laughs> oh,
1: it's like you know when you're single and you get a dog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely your tinder profile what's his name that's right here's my baby for my tinder profile
0: (laughs) so do you guys think big daddy passes the internet relevancy test in other words is it the kind of thing you see popping up scenes quotes gifs memes because i don't think it does really
1: no that's the sad part about this movie
2: no no if anything maybe i'd see a scuba steve kind of thing because that's like a costume character kind of moment but Mm. but aside from that, aside from that and just the poster as like a throwback, I'm sure of like, ah, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Considering how like quotable it is, like the, mm. you guys have mentioned that there's a lot of lines that stick out. That's like right. it's a different kind of quotable, a quotable, like it's very quotable, like among friends, but it's not the kind of quotes that I would also use on Twitter or something like that. You know? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean the, the only like, especially the one thing that I think would be relevant today is actually, uh, the courtroom scene when, uh, the kids are, de- you know, frankenstein's talking and he mentions um the critics that line is hilarious we talked about sticks it's like critics are are cynical (laughs) (laughs) or mostly a-holes i think that's a great line i wish that was like something that was like uh memeable other than we live in a society like that's so great
0: yeah Yeah. i did type the the name of the movie into like the the twitter generator and it came up with like someone get
2: this kid a happy meal and that was "Mm."
1: That is that is one, yeah. But
2: oh, you know what? You know what? I I feel like still gets used a bunch recently is the whole like hippopotamus thing. I feel like like they're trying yeah. they're trying to read a long word out kind hip, of hip hop right yeah
1: hippopotamus <laughs>
2: yeah I feel like I still... That.
1: <laughs> you gave him the easy yeah. ones. I mean <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that holding up the sign. I feel like I've definitely seen that as a meme. Like people, okay. people I've will seen where they on.
1: removed it and it says like send nudes or something.
0: So yeah, like or that, something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 There you go. Maybe it is relevant. <laughs> I was gonna say like when you type Big Daddy in, like it does come up with scenes, especially like Steve Buscemi. There's a couple of his lines from the courtroom that that would be, you know, they would work as reactions. But at the same time, they don't. They're not the ones that pop into your head like they might with Billy Madison, yeah. and, like today Junior. or like something from Happy Gilmore. Nudie
1: Magazine
0: Day. Nudie Magazine Day. Still my favorite. Yeah. Bringing it up every time so we talked about this a little earlier but how would smartphones and social media change big daddy oh
1: dude if facebook existed this would be over like all (laughs) all, like you know how i said like the social services had no computers they would have like a all of them would have computers you know just by looking at a smartphone like i will say that's weird that i thought that this movie actually uh takes place in like the span of i guess what six weeks or seven weeks that sounds. About I think right. the movie, if you know, if they had social media, it wouldn't be that long. It would be like a week and a half or two weeks. Mm. But you know, or two days, <laughs> two days. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is, it, it just have Facebook, and then when you type in Kevin Garrity, I mean, obviously you're gonna get a bunch of Kevin Garrity's. but still, I don't know. That to me was the one thing I was like, this this had more legs on it than I actually think it deserved. Like, yeah. Pretending to be somebody yeah. else.
2: If Facebook was around. Uh, I, I think uh, the mom would have come after, like, would have reconnected yeah. with the dad a lot sooner mm. with yes. John Stewart's character. They would have. They would have
1: had a conversation. 100%. Yeah,
2: w- one like obviously you would think maybe she would, she would reach out to him, but also I think it's so easy to think about people will always sometimes check out on, on the people that they know before. Like I, mm. it's plausible to think that he would, he would follow up on her sometime just to see what's up and be like, Oh, she, you know, she's, she's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even
0: like, Oh, she moved to Buffalo. Cause that's mm. a big kind of thing in the plot is that's I don't right. know anyone that lives in Buffalo. That's like, right. That's right. They hooked up in Toronto or something. Mm. Yes. And you hoodies. know, <laughs> yeah
1: six concert at Hooters yeah.
0: the fact that it was kind of just like a one night stand maybe he wouldn't have her on Facebook mm-hmm. or of LinkedIn or whatever but
1: she, I'm yeah. shocked that she knows yeah. his name
0: yeah true yeah the identity theft thing though that is what I had and I think like people still steal identities these days and yeah. it's just a little bit different process
1: yeah it's just funny he just <laughs> walks into social <laughs> services like yep I'm Kevin Garrity and I'm like no id no yeah, id just like it. oh cool dude. which is funny because i work i work in a phone store it's mm-hmm. not gonna give me in trouble but i we check id but sometimes mm-hmm. you just you just know you know you just know <laughs> he's telling the truth so you know what i'm saying yeah so
0: but the the moment that he says oh you're the parent well then there's no need for anything else you don't have to sign anything off you go yeah like weird maybe you would sign something maybe you would uh present an id yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: that is that is uh, interesting
0: and then obviously the smartphones would replace those other ones. <laughs> they probably... Right.
1: People wouldn't be calling their parents in court. They'd be texting them, sending them memes. Yeah,
0: And like you said, maybe instead of uh, throwing sticks in front of rollerbladers, they just spend more time on their phones. That's but, right. Alas, could you make this movie in uh,
2: 2020? What would that look like? You could rewrite it to, to be... Uh, like I think the unlikely pairing of like this immature adult figure taking someone under his wing and 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 the shenanigans come I think that could still exist but rewritten of course to be a know, bit more sensitive to you know I think
1: this yeah exactly I agree with what you're saying I think that the social worker aspect has to be cut out though cuz I think it has to be him covering for his friend mm-hmm. so that way mm. he's he's basically babysitting this kid yeah. for this long period of time of 6 weeks by the way I don't I mean I don't know much. I'm not a small town pizza lawyer or anything like that, but what job takes 6 more than 6 weeks to close in China? I don't know. That was to me he's like he was gone for a long time and then he just shows back up. Nobody knew he was going to be there. That was also weird. I think the social worker aspect has to end, but then again, what is your third act? I, I you know, that's the part that I would have to work out.
0: It would have to be like the dad coming back and being like I want mm-hmm. him or something and he's like no, I'm not going to give him to you cuz you're you're like even worse father than Sure i would be that kind of thing yeah
1: you know john stewart rampant visitor of of uh toronto hooters does probably tons (laughs) of does a keys of coke. you know yeah
2: (laughs) but yeah i think maybe the dad would have been brought in a bit uh sooner maybe true True. and, and playing that character maybe maybe checking up on hey, like, you're not getting anything done, so what's going on in your life? And, and him maybe having to hide the kid from his dad. Like, oh, I can't meet you today. I'm, I'm busy. And maybe the dad becoming suspicious of what, you know, what Sonny's up to. And then uncovering, oh, wait, you, you're taking care of this kid? Like, you'd be horrible at that. I think, yeah, maybe that would have been the substitution is bringing in the dad a bit sooner.
1: Exactly. What you're saying where, like, the movie could have, like, that element of, like, the idea is he's just protecting his friend, but it's the, misunder- it's the misunderstanding plot, basically,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the kid. Yeah. I think that would be the I've really played if they did it modern, if they did it today. Because, yeah, to me, this, this the, the, once you do the social work stuff, that just, it ends too fast, in my opinion. The movie ends, in two, like you said, two days.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I, me- I mentioned it previously on this podcast already, but the latest season of Shameless that I've watched, there's, like, a, a plot where one of the characters is looking after a kid that's not his because the parent is like a drug addict and basically wants nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it could be that he's looking after this kid and then the drug addict parent or whoever shows up and he's kind of like, no, like I don't want you to have the kid. I've, I care for this kid now. Let's go to court. Yeah. That kind of thing. So and even yeah. if,
1: even if this plot that we're you know, coming up with is generic, I still think the movie itself with the relationship between Julian and Adam Sandler, that to me is still the key of the movie. You know? Mm, yeah. Without that, the movie doesn't matter. Changed, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, when I started Comedy Rewind, I wanted to have a section that pays tribute to the actors, I guess, that just kind of show up, they do their thing, they disappear.
2: <laughs> Steve Buscemi.
0: A real spark plug. And I naturally yes. named it the Steve Buscemi Spark Plug Award because of the way that Adam Sandler uses him throughout the 90s mm-hmm. uh, to kind of do little appearances and cameos. But he's never won this award, despite really? the, ma- the many opportunities that he's had. He didn't win it for Billy Madison. He didn't win it for... Did, you, did uh, you do Wedding
1: Singer
0: yet? I can't remember. Yeah, no, I haven't done that one yet. I uh, can't remember <laughs> what other opportunities he's had, but there's been a few, and I felt bad not giving it to him. But today's the day. I don't think there's any other <laughs> contenders, yeah. C- really. C-
1: congratulations to me. His scene is heartfelt. Um, the one scene, the one major scene that he gets when he's talking to the kid and the kid just goes, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, I never thought about that kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love and
0: then he also has the scene in court as well.
1: He does. It's less uh, effective because he's, uh, comes off a little, how can I say it? Um, alienating, um, yeah. a little, uh, xenophobic
0: With spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um again to the character of uh random origin. Um but the the scene where uh Adam Sandler of course tells him, Hey, if you be, if you stop talking, uh you know, I'll buy you a you know, sausage McMuffin or something like that and he just passes yeah. out on the garbage. It's like oh he went to sleep. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the only
0: other the only other contenders would be Rob Schneider and the guy that plays the social worker, Josh Mostel. Oh like, my god! The I only recognized him Madison? because the principal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. I was like, oh, like Adam Sandler loves using people from his past, mm. and it's it's always funny yeah. to, to see that
2: when you identify them so strongly with a, a particular movie. But yeah, it, it's like it's funny to like to look at it this way. But yeah, like he, I guess Adam Sandler is like on that list of. Filmmakers or creative people that likes having their ensemble. Robert Rodriguez mm. loves using Antonio Bandera, Sama yeah. Hayek, of course. Quentin Tarantino has his go tos yeah. yeah. as well. Scorsese, yeah. Scorsese, yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm.
1: even if I yeah. don't like them in this movie, the, his three friends are. I think from this movie forward, right? Oh no, they were in Water Boy. Water Boy, you're right.
0: One of the dudes was like needle, needle. Yeah, 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 yeah. So going yeah. forward,
1: you know, they they stay in there. Um, but I, I don't know if any of them hold a candle to beshit me. But, but, nah. to, but to, to talk about the, the, um, the principal from uh, Billy Madison, at the very least, he is a uh, normal character, I would say, in yeah, the he's movie. Just, he's a straight man. His only, yeah. his only jokey part is when uh, Rob Schneider goes up to him and tells him, like, oh, I, I delivered to you before. He had four cheesecakes. He <laughs> 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 just gives him a look. I'm like, I've been there, man. I ordered yeah. food that night. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I would say I think Steve Buscemi gets it.
0: There you go. Congratulations, Steve! You finally yeah, done. Slow it. clap. <laughs> All right.
2: Last question: Is Big Daddy still a good movie?
1: Unequivocally, for me, yes.
2: I'd I'd still watch it. I, I'm I'm i i'm feeling strange <laughs> right it, now watch it. <laughs> as someone who didn't watch it i feel like i wanna <laughs> if it were on netflix i'd be happy to throw it on right now with some popcorn yeah. i mean yes there's plenty of problems with it as far as being insensitive towards uh you know a particular demographics uh but uh not but because it sounds like i'm excusing it what i wanted to say was that something that we didn't really talk about much was that it's I feel like it really captures the look of like it's a very it, it's starting mm. to introduce that early 2000s kind of fashion like the more warmer yeah. tones and stuff and so it kind of is like a it watching the clips did me feel like it it took me back to that time and yeah. so it, i that's why i think it's it still hold it i still would really like to watch it because it it
1: it's fun visiting
2: that that era and to talk about the
1: talk about the cinematography of this movie which is funny to say in an adam sandler movie i will say the movie looks good um Mm, the movie actually has a like like you said a a color palette that to me is modern to that time but into the going into Mm. early 2000s but the shots Mm. themselves there are certain shots that i think are like stylistically really great and you know Mm. i don't know if it's just the evolution of you know this director which i only remember watching Uh, problem child than this I haven't I don't remember what else he did but (laughs) (laughs) those just just watching this movie specifically I'm like oh okay this to me still holds up and it's part of my top Adam Sandler movies I think that are like the grown-up Adam Sandler movies what I what I mean Mm. by that not the grown-up Adam Sandler movies (laughs) I mean the movies like uh Punch Drunk Love uh this The Wedding Singer and um Funny People (sighs) Funny People to me falls apart in the in the third act or the third movie as I like to call it because uh, that movie's freaking long.
0: It's long, yeah, uh, it's long. And
1: then, oh my god, there's one more and I can't believe I'm forgetting it. But you know what I'm saying? We're, oh, Click. I love Click. Oh, okay. Click makes me cry.
2: <laughs> Dude, yeah, Click gets me. <laughs> Dude,
1: the Henley Winkler pausing? Oh, I can't do it. Um, but to me, this fits in his... It's me, in his top tier, in my opinion, despite the problems that I have, um, I still think that I enjoy the story and the relationship with Julian so much more than any of his movies.
0: Interesting, yeah. I mean, I have to agree I think it's not like one of the greatest comedies of all time. I, agree. I probably wouldn't even put it in like the top of the of the 90s yes. even, but as an Adam Sandler movie, if you want to watch it, it's it's a strange thing because I probably would say that I have enjoyed watching Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison more sure. because the highs are higher, but they also have especially Billy Madison yeah. Billy Madison has lows, low lows, where it's like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Why is this part of the movie? Royal mm-hmm. rules. That doesn't really happen. Yeah, It <laughs> doesn't really happen in uh, in in this movie. This is a, a easy watch. It it's funny. It's charming. It's, mm-hmm. It makes you feel good at the end. Like it's it's got it all. Yeah, and I yeah. think that that is what makes it worth going back to. And the mm-hmm. things that we've brought about, like we had a lot of complaints, but I think that they are there as almost time capsules of the 90s I, yeah, and something. of a previous time they're not so terrible that you're like uh i'd watch that movie but it has that offensive scene and i'm i'm offended so i'm not gonna watch it by that yeah 100 percent. i think that it you watch it and you think like oh that wouldn't happen today that shows mm-hmm. us how far we've come of what's acceptable and that kind of thing i mean there's still going to be movies with like sexism and that kind of thing yeah but you just can't avoid
1: it when you go back you know
0: yeah Exactly. So, well done, Adam. And <laughs> uh keep it up, I guess. Yeah, if you're listening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't screw up. Don't do any more movies like Netflix. Don't do any more. You, you're doing yeah, good. Yeah.
2: But we will get to uh I think Waterboy and and Wedding Singer at some stage. Very nice. I've still never seen that's that's one that I'm missing. I've never seen Wedding Singer. Really? Okay, I think, I think I've seen pretty much anything else he's done. Like, yeah, I've done The Punch-Roc Love, Waterboy, you Man, know, all ma, those. Many
1: yeah. years ago, I would have said that Wedding Singer is my favorite movie of his. But I, I, say that, but yeah. I watched it, I, well, I watched it not that long ago, and I noticed mm. that the movie drags a little. So, mm-hmm. it just immense. The ending is still great. I still love the ending. But, interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll get to that. I guess that was interesting because it was like his rom-com yes. kind of territory. Mm. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, we will thank you, dear listeners, for leaving us some Apple podcast reviews. Telling your friends about the show goes a long way to helping us build up that audience and feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside when we see the download numbers. So thank you very much, uh, Mario. Thank you, Christian, for coming on the show. If people want to let us know what they thought of the episode, where can they
2: catch you on the socials? again i'm on twitter at pixel brave and if you want to tune into my anime podcast that's on twitter at that anime pod every other week on wednesdays
1: did you say that anime pod
2: that's what it's called that anime you're pod. stealing
1: on my trademark huh
2: yep <laughs> all right fair enough they, they say they say good artists you know are inspired and great artists steal so
1: <laughs> i nice say. uh then i would say then uh you can follow me on twitter at that mario rivera where I post silly stuff at night because uh, I can't sleep anymore for some reason. Uh, or you can obviously find me actually working on new stuff at DualShockers.com uh, and on the web on the YouTube website as well. So YouTube.com/DualShockers and while you're at it send me a subscribe at That Mario Rivera on YouTube why not do it just do do it it. I don't do as much videos as I used to I have a really great Hobbs and Shaw video that's it
0: alright well you can catch me on Twitter at Johnny himself and of course Comedy Rewind is a part of the 8-Bit Collective so follow 8-Bit at We Are 8-Bit A-T-E-B-I-T and uh, as always dear listeners thank you for joining us on Comedy Rewind be kind Rewind